Now here's what happened with Jesus. You say, Lord, bless me. Thank you for my children. Keep my daughter. Watch over me. Uh, bless my finances. Keep my mind. Help my husband and I to grow closer. Keep me strong as a single. But then you say, I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Now when you say in Jesus' name, Jesus say, oh, I heard that. I heard that. So then what, what, what Jesus does is intercepts your prayer and says, Daddy, I know you don't get along with her because of her sin, but you get along with me, and because she's with me, I want to take her prayer and intercept it, and so I take what she said, and I now present it to you. So don't just do it for her, but do it for me. Y'all better hear me. Y'all not, not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. That's shouting stuff right there. That's shouting stuff right there. So watch this, beloved. Look at verse 34 again. Look at verse 34 again. Who, who is the one that condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, yea, rather, who was raised at the right hand of God and who also intercedes for us. A believer, this is important, shares in Christ's resurrection. Go to Romans 6. You're already in Romans. Go to Romans 6. Verse 4 says this. Everybody should have a Bible. Now come on. Come on. Come ready. Come ready on Wednesdays. Come on. Uh, Therefore we have been buried with him through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead uh, watch this through the glory of the Father so we too may walk in the newness of life. Beloved, can I tell you something? I don't care what you've been through in life, when you are raised with him, your life is new. See, the idea is, the idea is that the believer goes down with God into the grave and comes up new. Are y'all catching me here? Now, I, I'm going to lay this. I'm going to say, go to Ephesians 2. Go to Ephesians 2. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, and I want you to get verse 5. Even as we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Let, let, me, let me talk to somebody in this church. Please understand, how many of y'all didn't necessarily grow up in church your whole life? Let me see your hand. Okay, okay, okay. So how many of you can remember doing some things, watch this, and back then, you thought it was lies. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Huh? Yeah, it was lies. Right? 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 But then how many of you, when you discovered him, realized you wasn't really living? Life begins when you know him. Life begins when you walk in him. This is why I refuse to have a bunch of deadbeat believers. A bunch of folk who are walking around. Don't you understand this is the best time of your life ever? The potentiality on you is so magnanimous that it drives the devil crazy. You can be anything God says you can be because you've been made alive in Christ Jesus. The dead part of your life is over with. Somebody shout, that's over with. God has made you alive in him, which means you need to walk in the newness of life. The reason why there's some of you who are not walking, watch this, in the newness, because you hold on to dead folk. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. 
If you carry around a dead body all the time, it'll infect you. How many of you know you got to hang with folk who see the newness of your spirit, the newness of your vision? Somebody say amen. Now go back to Romans 8 quick. Go back to Romans 8 quick. I want you to see something. Go back to Romans 8 quick. Verse 35, I want you all to catch this. Who will separate us from what? Who will separate us from what? And I need y'all to catch this. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? And here's what I think is major. And I said this at 12 noon. I want y'all to catch it. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? And here's what you need to notice. Here's what it's really saying. It's not saying who will separate you from loving God. It's saying who can separate God from loving you. Now this is important. Because if I ask the question, have you been separated from you loving God? If you answer me honestly, your love levels fluctuate. Oh, you wouldn't say it out loud, but you're not always just madly in love with God. Yes, I am, Pastor. I can prove it to you. Here's what Jesus said. Y'all like Jesus? Yeah. yeah, he's cool. Jesus said this, if you love me, keep my commandments. So God's barometer of your love, this is important, is not how much you shirk and jerk. It is not how much you dance, what ministry you're on, how much you put in the basket. Jesus said the barometer or the measuring tool of your love for me is when you obey me. Everybody else may think you love me. You may jump up and down and cry in church. He says, I measure your love by how you serve me and how you walk upright before me. He says, because I believe that the corresponding action to love is obedience. Y'all got to catch this now. But now here's what's going to mess you up. The Bible did not say who can separate you from loving God because the enemy always separates you from loving God. No, he don't, Pastor. Oh, I'm telling you, let me... Let me help somebody in this church. I'm so glad I get a chance to preach this from the other side of experience. And this is important. I've been with the Lord since I was 15 years old. And I teach y'all this all the time. There are two types of people in church. And you have to minister to both of them. Because both of them can be an issue. Let me tell you who some of you are. Some of you in this room, before you got to this church, you have done some stuff. Would you point down your row and say, that would be you. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean some stuff. I'm not talking about a few things. You weren't in nobody's church. You know what? Just touch your lip and say, you really don't know me like you think. Go ahead and tell them that. No, tell them for real. You move, you move your seat fast. I'm, I can't even tell you my whole testimony because you wouldn't shake my hand no more. I want to tell you some of my testimony. Okay, let, let's be serious. There are individuals in this room, watch this, from, from sexual escapades that nobody could even... Uh, describe to places you shouldn't have went, to individuals you shouldn't have hooked up with, to stuff that you put in your body for years. And let me tell you what happened to you. I love you too. That's why I thank God for everybody in my church because here's what happens to you. You come in our ministry or you go in somebody's ministry and here's your issue. Your heart is so pure and your excitement level is so high. The only problem is you got bad flesh. You love God, but there's so many addictions you're trying to break. So many soul ties and habits that you had, not one, two, three years, throughout your entire 20s. 
your entire authorities, just stuff that you did. It wasn't that you, you know, you just did stuff. I mean, no matter how you did it, you just did it. So now you meet God and there's this excitement in the air, but yet there's these flesh things because the body is calling for stuff that it's gotten used to and you're trying to renew the mind and renew the flesh in the same process and it is a struggle. Others of you, watch this. You more like me grew up sort of in God, chose him early, went to church. We've all made mistakes, but the reality is just a lot less stuff you've done than the average person because you weren't clubbing, you weren't with a bunch of people, you didn't drink, you didn't smoke. As a matter of fact, you've really been in church and with God most of your life. Here's your struggle. You struggle to maintain your passion. You struggle to maintain your passion for him because you and him been together a long time. Now the person next to you got crazy flesh, but they still in love with him. The person next to you got issues, but they so glad to be with him now. The person next to you can't believe that he washed them and renewed them and didn't let them die. So there's a pep in their step. But their issue is flesh. Your issue is not flesh, it's boredom. Because you've been in church so long, you just gotten used to it. Either way, either issue, watch this, sometime keeps us from loving God like we should. Others of us don't love him like we should because our flesh keep messing up. And if you don't keep his commandments, you don't love him. The word says, others of you got used to him. And like Revelation, John says, you need to return back to your first love because you've taken him for granted. That ain't what I came to talk about tonight. According to your Bible, whatever issue you got, no matter how much you've messed up, who can separate you? See, y'all gonna catch this. Y'all gotta catch this. I mean, not, not, not who can separate you from loving God. Sometimes your love levels aren't as high as they should be. But do you know the reason why Jesus died for you? It's because he knew you would struggle with loving him. Oh my God, this is gonna mess you all up. So what God says, our relationship is never gonna be symbiotic. Don't let that scare you. Symbiotic means I get something, you get something. Symbiotic means I love you, you love me back, I give, you give. God says, I know you ain't gonna never love me much as I love you. I know you're not gonna ever love me, but he says, I want you to know something. That's why my son died on the cross. My son died on the cross, so even when you're going through a season of sin, Nothing can separate you. That's enough reason to shout right there. How many of you have messed up in your life? And when you finally, like the prodigal son, came to yourself, Jesus was still standing there saying, I'll take you back. Oh, I need 10 people in this church that will think, oh, I'm sorry, you act like you haven't been through a season of sin. Is there anybody that went through a period where you couldn't find your prayer, you couldn't find your study, you couldn't find your devotion, but when you finally got it back together, he was standing right there saying, come unto me, all you that labor, and I have it laid. Go to 1 John 2. 
for the first shot. First shot too. Now because I'm positionally sanctified, that does not mean that I need to be sinning. No, no, I need to I need to try to live holy. How many of y'all want to try to live holy? First John 2. First John 2. Watch this. My little children, whenever I don't give you a verse, assume the first verse. Okay? My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. Would you underline that? I'm writing these things to you. Look at John. I'm giving you this word so that you may not sin. Can I tell you a major reason you come to church, hopefully? So that you won't sin. You don't just come here to get money or to meet your dream person. That's all fine. I want your money to change. I want you to meet whoever you're going to meet. You might as well meet them at the Word because ain't nobody else going to understand the way you serve God. No way. Amen. Amen. Your pastor too crazy. Your church too radical. Ain't no use in you getting somebody from Buckwheat Baptist. They're not going to understand you. So you might as well meet somebody here. That's fine. But that's not why you come. No, that's fine if that happens. But I'm going to tell you why you come get this Word. I hope. I hope. I wrote to you that you may not sin. How many of you need to hear the word of God to keep you out of sin? How many of you really should get an apartment at the church? Throw your hand up. Let me see your hand. Yeah, apartment would be good for you. Just a little small apartment. All you do is eat, go to sleep, come out, hear me. Go back in your little apartment, come back out. Praise the Lord. Amen. He says, I wrote to you so that you may not sin. So here's what we understand clearly from the Word of God. The Word of God is to keep you out of sin. The Word of God is to keep you holy. The Word of God is to keep you walking in the place that God has called you to. But don't finish right there. Look at the verse. He says, he says, but if anyone sins, we have an advocate. I, I want you to see this. With the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. The righteous means the right living person. We have an advocate. Say advocate. An advocate is a legal word that has to do, again, with defense attorney. It has to do with go-between. It has to do with intercessor. If anyone sins, we have... Oh, I, I, I said... I said at 12 noon, I, I, I wouldn't change being married. Now, don't y'all get it twisted. I like being married. But I do be tripping. Single people, raise your hand. Raise, raise your hand. It's some of all being single. Let me, let me give y'all some, some things you can do when you're single. Because uh, you ain't got nothing else to do. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, now watch this. Uh, uh, this is important. Uh, I used to wake up and say, God, today, I haven't did this in so long. I used to wake up and say, God, today is going to be a no sin day. I'll never forget that. I had a little apartment on Lakeshore. And I would wake up and tell God, okay, no sin today, period. So, so 